Welcome back to Seeing Life from a Different Angle. This is podcast number 16. And I really would love and encourage all of you who do listen, wherever you're from, you know, because I, you know, I'm looking at the, uh, where the podcast is being listened to. We're actually now heard in, I think, five or six of the continents, which is amazing. But I would love to hear your thoughts, ideas that you would like discussed, things you'd like explored from a different angle. But I was thinking about today, you know, exploring and discussing and hoping for some feedback from you as well about the topic of, you know, what are we supposed to do? You know, we we are on a daily basis. And I think especially, too, as a therapist, even though retired now as a therapist, I think we, you know, we are told, you know, encourage self-care, encourage self-care, encourage self-care. And therapists themselves are so committed and so devoted to self-care. But the question is, is it really a healthy thing? Or at least the way we're approaching it, is it a healthy thing? And indeed, you know, are we so focused on ourselves that we fail to recognize that we have other obligations, other responsibilities? You know, a couple of weeks ago, um, in one of the in the podcast, I had talked about loneliness and why is it that we are lonely? And I think it's something to consider. And I think the reason that we're lonely is tied in with the topic today which is that I think one of the reasons that we're so lonely is because we are so focused on ourselves. And when we become focused on ourselves, we become so focused on having to take care of ourselves and protect ourselves and make sure that we are okay, that we lose sight of our fellow man. You know, and I am struck, you know, and humbled by the response that I've gotten to one of the post that I put on Facebook page, which by the way, if you are not on the Facebook page for seeing life from a different angle, please join. I mean, I think it gives us an opportunity for conversation, not just with me, but with other people who are listening. And it's just called seeing life from a different angle. And you can find it on podcast. And I think on Twitter, um, my daughter, Becca has arranged for Twitter and for Instagram and for um, Facebook. And, you know, hopefully at some point in time apple will deem us worthy enough to put on their podcast as well but one way or another you know i think we need that community we need that sense of connection with other people but here's the here's the rub it gets in the way you know when we think about the things that we need to do how other people are there for us and we need to be there for them you know human beings and human relationships really do get in the way they do it's a crazy way to put it but it's completely true because you know when do i have the time and the energy and the effort you know and the interest to take care of my fellow man you know i was going to say i was really humbled by one of the one of the responses or the response to to one of the posts on there which was that you know we need to take time to recognize that that stranger that we pass on the street is our brother you know he's somebody that we should pay attention to and again, to steal the line from Charles Dickens, you know, mankind is our business. But it still does rub us wrong. And I think one of the reasons it rubs us wrong is that if we're so focused on others, when do we have time for ourselves? You know, it's one of the flaws, I think, of our thinking is that to assume that we, if we give to others, we will have less for ourselves. 
and I think that it is a flaw and a reason I think of it that way is because I think it's not about giving to others that drains us. It's about giving to others with other motivations in mind, with other factors at play. When we think about it, you know, we may give to others, you know, and there's an old Lithuanian saying that, you know, you give while the hands are still warm. And that's a wonderful idea to be able to give to other people and to help them out. But what's motivating us? You know, are we doing it with love? Are we doing it with peace of mind? Are we doing it with the other person in mind? Are we doing it with some desire on our part to feel better about ourselves or to be seen as better by the world around us? In which case, if we're doing it for those reasons, we're doing it for unhealthy reasons. And those are the things that drag us down. Those are the things that exhaust us. If we're so focused on making sure we do for others, but we're doing it for pathological, unhealthy, ego-driven reasons that are designed to ease our fear, to ease our tension, to make us feel better about ourselves, to make us more lovable in the crowds that we're in, then we're doing it for the unhealthy reasons. And I think it's part of the reason that drives people to say, I need self-care, I need to focus on what's important for me. There's nothing wrong, I think, with taking 15 minutes a day, taking half an hour a day, an hour a day, to do something that pleases you, as long as doing so is done in a healthy sort of way. And by that I mean it isn't designed to separate, to isolate, but instead it's designed to fill us, to fill that space, to let us connect more with who we are, rejuvenate in a sense so that we have greater strength to do what it is we need to do for our fellow man. We must remember that we are all part of a body. And so when you think of it that way, metaphorically speaking, if I am this body and I am a part of this body and I'm not taking care of the other parts of the body, it would be like saying, okay, well, I am looking with my eyes and I am the eyes of this body, but I'm not going to communicate with the brain. I'm not going to communicate with the feet that I'm about to run into something, you know, and so I don't take care of the rest. And what happens? I crash into a wall. You know, I do things that, you know, would be detrimental to others, even though I'm, you know, assuming that, that I am a part of this body that I am doing this for me. I am taking care of me because I need to take care of me. But again, I think that that's a part of the complication that we have is that while it is a healthier thing for us to do for others, if we do so in ways that are psychologically sound and healthy, in other words, ways that are not based upon a desperate desire to be seen as lovable so that I can avoid the fears and the tensions of everyday life. If I'm willing to do things for others, the question is, what stops me from doing it? You know, something stops me. You know, what is it about me that makes me not do those things? You know, when I was a boy and throughout my young adult life, I used to have this kind of quote unquote fantasy that 
I would be going along and I would see a piece of trash on the road and I would stop on my walk and I would pick up that piece of trash. And well, okay, that's fine, that's good. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think we should all clean up. At the same time, what was my motivation for doing so? My motivation was this. It was, I'm hoping that someone will see me and think, oh, what a good person he is for picking up that trash. Healthy? No. It's not healthy at all. On the one hand, it looks healthy because I'm doing something, but I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. I'm doing it for reasons motivated out of self-interest and not out of the interest of others, not even out of interest for keeping the earth a clean place. And I think we have to stop long enough to consider, you know, what is our motivation for doing the things that we tend to do? You know, the title of the podcast, Seeing Life from a Different Angle, is designed to kind of hit that on the head, which is to say, you know, we we see these things that we do, we see the actions that we take, but we do we ever really stop to consider what's motivating these actions, what's making us do what it is we tend to do or why we tend to do them? You know, we don't stop long enough to ask ourselves the why we just do and we move on, but there is a part of us, part of our ego, that is constantly assessing, is this thing that's going to get me what it is I'm looking for. You know, when you think about the philanthropists over time, you know, they would give money or they would help charity and it would help others and it would be a wonderful thing. But you have to ask, were they doing it for the right reasons? Were they doing it for the same reasons that Mother Teresa gave everything she had, everything, in order to take care of those who were sick? You know, she had once said that poverty was a beautiful thing because by not having a lot of things, it allowed her to give of herself, you know, because she wasn't worried about the material things that she wanted to hang around and play with and do things with and you know, cars that she wanted to drive fast or, or the money that she had in the bank that she could count time and time again or invest here and there. You know, we're so driven by these things that are about us. And they're not even about a healthy us, they're just about us. And they're about us trying to find ways that will, at some level or another, to sing the song again and again, ease the tension of everyday life, satisfy the id through the use of the ego to find a way to make me feel better about who I am and to make me feel like I am worth something. But there is no greater worth after everything is said and done, and as C.S. Lewis talked about in his book, short book, but weight of glory, you know, we, we need to carry the weight of others on our shoulders. You know, we are given this gift, and this gift is life. And this gift is, if we're aiming toward it, a healthy life, where we can, in that strength of being healthy, give to other people. I think when we are not healthy, or when we struggle with our healthiness, we see other people's needs as a burden on our shoulders. And I think that that's kind of the point of this podcast today, which is to ask ourselves, okay, so if the world needs all this from me, how am I going to get the strength to do this? How am I going to feel strong enough to give to others and still feel like I am taking care of myself? I think by the very statement, I think we have run into the true conflict here. 
which is taking care of ourselves or believing that we have to take care of ourselves. I think what we have to focus on instead is the recognition that if we are doing for others out of the love that mankind can have for each other, that others will do for us too. And it isn't because we've done something that gets them to do it for us. You know, I remember saying to a patient years ago and throughout the years, you know, love is the one thing that gives us more back than we put into it. Which I know sounds strange and it defies all the laws of physics, but there is more energy produced out of loving another than there is the, the energy that we put into it. You know, all it takes is for me to meet the needs of another person, to be there for them in a way that is kind and caring and focused on love. Because remember, as we've talked about, love comes from God, that by taking care of another human being and indeed by truly loving them, not the love that we say we have all over the place, Love Island or, you know, these silly shows that are so focused on trying to get people together and, you know, like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, those types of shows that are so focused on what they believe love to be, but truly a love that is a connection between two people and God. When we are able to give that to another human being, when we are able to give that and have that connection, we are blessed with an even greater degree of strength than we had before. You know, you look at the, again, to return to her, you look at the figure of Mother Teresa, you know, this frail old woman living in abject poverty, taking care of the very, very, very poor of this world, feeding them and clothing them and taking care of their ills. You know, in all these things, there's not this presentation of strength or this presentation of power. She's not a king. She's not a queen. She's not a president. You know, she doesn't have anything except God. And it is that love, that true, true love that gives us that strength. But it's something we tend to run away from day in and day out. You know, my wife and I are listening to the um, series put out by Focus on the Family of the Adventures of Narnia, or the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the, the Narnia series. And we are listening to this one um, show, this one book, uh, The Magician's Nephew. And one of the things that is going on in this story, not to ruin it for anybody who's not read it, but one of the things that goes on in the story is the temptation. The temptation that one of the characters has to experience at the hands of the White Witch. And it's an interesting thing to listen to because, you know, she approaches him and says, you know, if you really do love someone else, you'll take a bite of this fruit and you'll share this fruit with this person, you know, if you really love them. You know, and no one will know. No one will know what you're doing. You know, it's your secret. It's my secret. You know, I'll never share it and you'll never share it. It's okay. Go ahead and do this. And I was listening to this and I was thinking, you know, how fascinating it is that really in our day and age, it is much like the martyrs from the days long gone by, thank God, for most part, though I believe this still does occur 
all over the world, sadly, but for the martyrs who are told, you know, I need you to turn from your faith and to worship this false god. You know, these are our false gods. These temptations, they're perpetual. But we think of them in this kind of small little way. The small little way that says, oh, you know, it's okay if I do this or if I do that, if I steal a little bit here or I cheat on my taxes there or if I, you know, if I flirt with this person that I'm not supposed to be flirting with or, you know, if I do any number of other things, whether it's smoking or drinking or drugs or whatever the case might be, if I just do these things, then it's okay. It's a small thing. But the truth of it is, I believe in many ways it is much like turning our back on God and saying, no, thank you. I don't want that in my life. And, you know, I'm hiding these things away so that nobody seems to notice them. You know, but the truth of it is these dark things, these things that we all tend to do, they are much like as we talked about in the podcast last week. They're like hiding our light under a bushel basket. We have within us this this light, this light of God, and we squelch it on a perpetual basis. And it's not like we think that we're trying to do so. More often than not, we're not. But we do it all the time. We're perpetually doing it. You know, by doing things that are unhealthy for us, by treating the loved ones in our lives poorly, by not giving them what it is they need, whatever the case might be, we're doing that. We're turning our back on God like a martyr was expected to do in the past you know we're saying nope i'm going to worship that false god because right now that false god gives me what it is i'm looking for and that's the lie that's the lie you know because ultimately we get nothing from these experiences but emptiness but darkness and so when it comes down to the question you know where am i going to get the strength to do these things to be able to take care of others and hope that they will take care of me where am i going to get that strength it's what drives us from doing it all the time and in addition the other factor that stops us from doing it is because we don't want to stop doing the things that we do we don't want to stop this temptation and the reason we don't is because it gratifies a piece of us psychologically and it gratifies a piece of us physically you know we get some gratifications some forms of gratifications distorted and unhealthy but they're gratifications you know that this person or that person is going to make me feel better about myself they're going to make me feel good they're going to make me feel loved or this drug or you know this this pornography or this sexual behavior or you know these false idols of any number of means, they're going to make me feel good about myself. But they don't. What they do is they just pull us farther and farther away from the light. You know, like we talked about, St. Francis once said that no amount of darkness can extinguish the light from one candle. And it is true because that light exists inside of us. And that's one of the reasons why I named the last podcast Seek the Light. It's because our job in life is to love, is to get to a place where our purpose is to take care of other people, to be there for others, to nourish others. 
so much of our life is spent nourishing ourselves or giving ourselves the illusion that we're nourishing ourselves and what fools we are for thinking that that's the case because we're not every time we do something for ourselves that is unhealthy we're driving ourselves farther and farther away from what is healthy in life what is nourishing what is gratifying what we are capable of having of possessing you know and why do we go there because we're afraid to let it go we're afraid to get off the path that we have been raised on we're afraid to get off the path that we have forged for ourselves as we think you know we are conquering the world you know we're doing all this stuff look how much money i have and look how many cars i have and look how big my house is you know all these types of things that we think give us a sense of value that are all about self-care it's all a bunch of baloney it doesn't give us anything it drains us it takes from us it moves us away from what it is that's important in our lives if we were to follow C.S. Lewis's example at least in his writings and I believe in his life can be said that what we have to focus on is making sure that we are healthy enough psychologically to make sure that we take care of other people to be there for other people it is our fear that stops us from believing that in taking care of others we will have more than what we can possibly imagine no not riches that may come but it isn't what this is about it isn't about attaining anything it is about emptying ourselves it is about being able to say you know no matter what it is i get from this it doesn't matter because whatever it is i get from this i'm going to pour back into this i'm going to pour back into this opportunity to be there for other people but to go back to our point there are reasons why we don't do this and the primary reasons one is that it is against the status quo of everything that we believe we need to do in order to take care of ourselves and I put that in quotes and two is that we think in doing what it is that we might need to do for others it will drain us you know it'll take up our time it'll take up our money it'll take up our effort you know and I've got other things I'd like to be doing but I challenge you with this is there anything that you are doing anything that you are doing for yourself that is that important more important than taking care of those people that are in your life and the people that are not even in your life but people who need you who need your love your caring your connection you know is there anything that you do that is more important than that if there is please let me know you know I'd love to have a conversation with you about it no I'm not looking to preach to you I'm not and I hope this doesn't sound like I'm preaching because I think the words I say are also words I have to live myself I'm a human being as much as anybody out there and I know that I struggle at times with you know wanting to focus on myself and what it is I need for myself you know to take that extra 15 minutes but then begrudgingly do what it is I've got to do to take care of other people isn't healthy you know yes I'm taking 15 minutes good self-care all good but if I'm resentful when I'm done with it how good can that be it's not good at all 
So I ask you this, and please feel free to consider this. I hope you will, because I have to consider this all the time myself. Is there anything that I'm doing, anything that is more important than what it is I could give to another? Is there anything I could do for myself that will give me as much of a blessing as I can attain by being there for others? Feeling good about what it is I do, but feeling good because I see in others their joy, their relief, their satisfaction. Is there anything that is more important than another human being? Again, the stranger that we see, that person is our brother. That person is our sister. You know, should we not stop long enough to see what they need be there for them in any way that we can. I wish you the best. Be well.